afraid to ask for recommendations. Like, I get this all the time, and people are like, they don't want to bother you too much by asking, like, do you know a band? Do you know, like, somebody that can do the flowers? Like, when you work in the wedding industry, you connect with so many people in the industry, and you gain a plethora of people you can recommend. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes To I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name's Jack and I'm your co-host today. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Piercy. Do you want to say hi, Chris? I do. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much, Chris. Now, uh, we had Laura Dean on today. We were talking about uh, photography and breaking traditions, but we're playing a new game. Chris, do you want to explain the new game to everybody? Well... In the last few episodes, we've been playing Absolutely Bingo, but you wouldn't know it because Jack has been uh, therapied to the point where he no longer says absolutely all of the time. But I wanted to include something new, so we've come up with something which we call Weddingo. That's a splicing of wedding and bingo, if you didn't work that out by yourself. Can I, sorry, can I just interrupt there, Chris? Because you said we came up with this idea. You came up with this name. I had nothing to do with it. So if people don't like it, it's his idea, not mine. Okay, well, I'm fine by that because everyone's going to love it. So shut up. Uh, So (laughs) the idea is that there is a word which, uh, if Laura says this word, then she will win Wedingo. The word this week is adventure. So listen out for that and whether she says it or not. So anyway, we had a great chat with her. We had a great laugh. And listen out for Laura absolutely owning Jack with an amazing comment. Probably the best we've had on the show. So, Laura, could you tell us or Jack or everyone listening about uh, your business? Um, Yeah, sure. So, I'm a freelance wedding photographer um, based in Weymouth, well, Weymouth in Dorchester. I'm like a, I don't know, I'd say like, quite like a natural documentary like documentary style photographer. Um, so yeah, like a photography love, ninja. I would like to call myself that just because I'm small and I always wear black and I like climb on things. It's really fun actually. But yeah, photography ninja, I prefer that. There you go, that's your new business name, the photography ninja. I'm sure someone's <laughs> taken it already. But if not, it would suit you perfectly. And maybe you get like full like, over like that, so it's, it's just the eyes appearing in your outfit. No like no like. No lycra, no, no, that's just too far. Uh, and then maybe some like Chinese star throwing weapons as well, or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, a little violent for weddings, but. A little bit violent for weddings, uh, but m- maybe they could be the wedding favours or something. You throw them to people. <laughs> they could be my business lot- cards, and I could like throw them out. There you go, the photography ninja. You know, that's not her website. You will find out what that is later on. Uh, <laughs> so, how how did you get into weddings then? Um. So, I guess for me, I. I really like taking pictures of people and that's where I feel that I am best as well. Um, and I thought like, when are people most happy? And they're most happy on their wedding days. I'm like, I want to capture that. So I kind of got into it because I really liked the idea of capturing something so special. And I did actually, I worked with um, Sadie, who you had on a few weeks ago. And I worked with her on the first wedding I ever did. And she totally inspired me. And it just went from there, really. Yeah, you were kind of somewhat under her wing, would that be correct to say, when you were kind of just starting out? Yeah, I, it was the first wedding I had ever done, and yeah, she totally took me under my wing. Uh, under her wing, not under my wing, that would be weird. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I mean, the passion was definitely there, 
Um, and I knew that I wanted to do it. It was just about, you know, getting in and kind of learning it with her before going out on my own. Because it is very intimidating going out to do your first wedding solo. So to have that experience with Sadie, who was really knowledgeable, was, yeah, pretty amazing. I think that's great. And I've not worked with you, Laura, so... Um what is it that makes your photography style uh, different to any other photographer? Um, I think because I'm not just a wedding photographer. I'm, you know, I do a lot of travel and lifestyle as well. And I think my love for the outdoors and adventure kind of... Bing! <laughs> yes! I knew it was going to be yes. that! Oh, I mean, that's less than five minutes in. That's amazing. I well done. You've won... That. Laura, you've won Weddingo and you get a signed photo of Jack. <laughs> you are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> He's been trying to give them away for years, but he hasn't found anyone who wants them. I uh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could not have been said any more sarcastically if you tried. No, I tried. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Don't you dare cut that out, either Jack. Uh, so, uh, sorry, your, your style's about uh, fun and adventure. You do adventure shoots as well, don't you? Yeah, so I kind of really like the idea of you know, in Dorset, we live in like the most amazing landscape. Like it's incredible. The coastline is beautiful, and I really felt like the wedding industry it doesn't really take advantage of that. So this is when I came up with the idea of doing like adventure shoots. So like, get your get your wedding dress back on, get your suit back on. Let's do a post wedding shoot and let's just go out into the wild and like take some really nice raw images on this beautiful rugged coastline that we have and kind of show that off a bit. I think that's what I love about that so much. I've seen seen that you do these. What I love about it is the fact that like, the wedding dress gets worn apart from the fittings once, you yeah. know, and it's only you can only then have photos taken within a certain radius of where you are, and you've got to think about what your guests are doing when you're sh shooting off. So if yeah. you can actually arrange another day to go off with a photographer and take some photos in a place that is like special to you and your partner or something like that, I think it's yeah. like a, a great thing to be able to offer people. That, that was exactly my vision. It's like, it's pretty big in America, so like on your wedding day, you would like purely focus on your guests and having a good time and like living in the moment. Whereas, you know, over here, it's very much about like, there's quite a lot is organized around the photos. So you're like structured shots and then the confetti shot, everything is, you know, and then your couple shoot in it. You don't really have that much time to go and chat to all of your guests. Whereas like in America, they, they they always do the couple shoot, like not always, but a lot of the time after the wedding, which I think is such a great idea because one, it doesn't matter what the weather does on your wedding day because if it rains, it doesn't really matter. Like your photos aren't, your wedding, like your couple photos aren't gonna be on your wedding day. So it doesn't matter. Two, the venue, you can literally choose wherever you want. So we have a special place, like you said, to you guys and you're not getting married there. You can still have your wedding photos there, which I love because it's so rare that you like for me Devon Door is like my favourite place I can't get married there but I would want my wedding photos done there so I think this gives people that opportunity for like a second try yeah <laughs> I think that makes it's great it's something I've not really heard much about before so I think it's a really great idea for sure so for you Laura what does your ideal couple look like then i guess it's quite a fun adventurous couple but i just thought i'd you know kind of get it from your own mouth really yeah i guess like i yeah i quite like people that are quite um 
like relaxed and free spirited and I just want them to be yeah really happy fun and and up for like anything really that's that's what I'm like if someone comes to me and they are that that's when I know that they're perfect and we'll get along really well so just playing devil's advocate because I like to be kind of slightly controversial <laughs> so if 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 you've got a couple and say uh, one one half of the couple is, is that kind of free spirit and the other is a bit more living life with the handbrake on whatever uh, do you is it then difficult to work with them or do you have you got good enough to kind of bring them out of their shell and get them kind of involved in it I mean I think my clients would agree that I'm a bit weird like <laughs> and on shoots I kind of like pride myself on the fact that like I'm, if I'm silly, then they'll relax and they'll enjoy it. I also, really good tip, I do my couple shoot quite late in the day, so everyone's had a few a few drinks. And then everyone's relaxed and happy and kind of goes with the flow. It's great. Yeah, I think that it's, for some people, they need that kind of social lubrication in order to kind of uh, let themselves go a bit. and because you, you do occasionally see some wedding photos where everyone's just kind of stood bolt upright just kind yeah. of uh, stiff upper lip uh, and you know that that's not that's not how they're really feeling on the wedding day so yeah. you know, I, can, I, I can see I can see why you do yeah. that so Laura you, you said you're a bit weird uh, can you expand on that exa- uh, a little oh man that's you like, like putting me under pressure like forming monkey no I don't know I guess like I am just like on face value what you see is what you get so like, you know, I just chat a lot of shit really and I try and make my couples laugh quite a lot because I feel that that really like you capture those amazing moments and I will make them do weird things too I have this thing with the cookie monster that I make people do and just yeah it's brilliant just feel like if you're like happy and relaxed and like being a bit weird they'll be weird oh sorry sorry can we can we just go back a second um just really brush over the cookie monster thing really. yeah sorry I tried to hoping that you wouldn't notice <laughs> oh no we did we definitely did what what is the cookie monster thing? So you know, you know he goes like nom 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 nom, right? Yes. So I get my grooms to do that to my brides and tell them to like keep straight face, and I get them to do it as loudly as they possibly can, like to look really weird and feel a bit silly. And whilst they're like all up in the in the bride's neck, going nom nom nom, that moment when they're doing it, it's a bit weird. And then as soon as they finish, like they are just in fits of laughter it's great and that's when I'm like so you get them to do something really weird in order to get the bits after it I so get it's you. like creating moments when they're like this is so silly and then they laugh and then you're like yeah that's that's, that's the money shot makes sense Nailed it. yeah I think that's a perfect opportunity to move on to our topic of conversation today uh, breaking traditions yes. I couldn't think uh, of a better way to sort of segue into it so laura what made you choose breaking traditions i always feel like i have an idea um based on what you've said so far but what made you choose it today i don't know i just feel that like you know we all go to we all definitely go to a lot of weddings but you know even as a guest you go to a lot of weddings and i feel that by by having every tradition there it kind of just becomes a blanket you know like every wedding is exactly the same and I feel that you really, you do need to stamp your own personality onto each wedding. And I feel that by, you can definitely like, I feel that still having tradition is really important. Like do the things that you want to do, but you don't have to do it all in order to have a great wedding. Like that, yeah, that's how I feel basically. I, I 
get completely what you're saying, and I'm glad that you're all the person in this podcast to say about stamping the personality on the wedding, because if not, it's me or Jack, because we say it in every single one. So it wasn't us for once, people, so we're <laughs> happy about that. Uh, I know exactly what you mean, because I feel like, obviously, we, we've been to a lot of weddings, and at times, they can feel like they are a little bit cookie-cutter. Like, everything's the same, because you go, you have the same kind of format to the day, and you have uh, you have this the same set of speeches, and you have, you know, yeah, everything exactly the same. So I really like it when people do kind of step out of the mold and do something a bit different. So, you know, there's been a uh, uprising of kind of festival style weddings where it's literally yeah. like, you know what, we're going to get married, you guys turn up, and then there's a bouncy castle over there, there's a coconut shy over there, we've got a band of the marquee over there. If you don't like that band over there, then we've got somewhere to sit and eat over there. We've got food stalls rather than a, a wedding breakfast, you know, it, and it's, it is just that kind of stamping the personality on the day thing that is. Is, is a really really great thing to do so um, I'm keen to hear what Jack thinks about that he probably thinks that everything should be exactly the same always <laughs> <laughs> no I no, I, I always think you should as I say uh, well one of us always says on the podcast is that you've got to put your own personality on your wedding day if for example you are very traditional people which people are then stick to the traditions do what you you want to do I think that's the most important thing I can't say I do a huge number of weddings where they break massive amounts of traditions because they're, they're the, the kind of couples that, that book me generally stick with traditions more or less so um, for me I can appreciate that even if you stick to traditions you can still put a unique stamp on the day by doing it with your own flavour yeah, one of the things that I'd like to see more of and this is completely breaking tradition is more maid of honour speeches because uh, I think that you know you obviously have the, the you have best man speech was always great you have the groom speech and you have uh, father of the bride but some of the the funniest speeches I've heard have been the maid of honour speeches and I think there's there's for two reasons one is that um, you know obviously the bride will have just as many like bad stories about them as the groom will if not yeah. worse sometimes so the, the maid of honour can really give them a bit of a grilling uh, I think there's a certain amount of equality I'd like to see in that so obviously the, the groom gets a ribbing so the bride should get a, a bit of a ribbing too um, and I think it's just a little bit unexpected as well so I think the best one I've heard was a wedding I did at uh, Lowell Castle uh, and they did the speeches at the back there you know, talking out over the lawn and the maid of honour like literally stole the show she was, much, she was better than all the other three other speeches had like all 120 guests like in stitches of laughter it was just brilliant and I'd love to see more of that and maybe even uh, mother mother of the groom you know speak, a mother of the groom speech can you imagine oh when he was three and he <laughs> can you can you imagine how good that it's would like be like bringing out the naked photos from the family album like that would be great yeah absolutely uh, so Laura is there is there any other is there anything that springs to mind that it's a tradition that you see time and time again that you think would be better off not having what, what, which one's going to is your bugbear oh do you know what my bugbear is because oh this is it's, I feel a bit me like it's not that I hate it and you know when my clients like they you know they do still encompass tradition and you know I'm happy as long as they're happy that's how I make it but one thing that I can't I don't understand personally is cake up like everyone gathers around and everyone watches the cake being cut and then no one eats it so why is it there? <laughs> yeah, I I think the... And this is something I've been thinking about suggesting to couples for a while, actually. Because I saw it at a wedding I did last month, I think it was, at the start of last month. 
um, and they had the cake at the entrance to the uh, the wedding breakfast. So everyone was sat down for the wedding breakfast. The bride and groom get introduced to the room. They walk in. As they're walking past the cake, they stop at the cake for a minute and a half, just to kind of cake cut, da, 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 uh, and then went and got their seats. So they, it kind of was part of them entering. It was entering. fluid. It was fluid, and rather than the cake cut taking up 15 minutes while they kind of stand there awkwardly holding a knife together, uh, I, I, I understand it is tradition, uh, and I wouldn't ever tell people not to do it, but it is just a bit what well exactly what you said basically Laura just a bit like eh. yeah I, I feel really bad saying that because I don't know if I ever get married I I might feel really differently about these things but I think maybe it's just you know I don't know I just never see and one I never really see people eating cake and two they always just seems it seems to be a bit awkward <laughs> Jack eats a lot of cake. I eat all the cake. That the reason you don't see any cake being eaten is because I've already eaten it. At uh, any wedding. At any wedding. Yeah, even the ones I'm not at, I managed to sneak my you way like in. Yeah, they have the, the wedding crashes. You're like yeah, that's the me. Crasher. I come and eat all the cake. Yeah. I I'm really inclined to agree with you about the cake cut because I'm just thinking. And correct me if I'm wrong. E review. I haven't. Oh, is this too controversial for me? I can't remember ever seeing a really good cake cut photo. Uh, um, yeah, I don't even know how you would define a I good mean, like, cake cut photo. Technically, That's... technically they're good, right? Because you yeah, know, yeah, like they're in focus and they're nice and everyone's smiling. But like in terms of like unique, there's nothing about it that's unique. I'm I'm gonna rescind that point slightly because. Uh, at Lulworth Castle, you can cut the cake with a massive sword. Um, I quite like it when they do that. But that is a tradition break, so it is doing it differently. So it is kind of yeah. kind of tying into the point. So and it's uh, making it yeah. unique. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, anything that you don't like, Jack, or do you just like everything being traditional all the time? I mean, I quite I mean, like. You did wear a shirt to a podcast, so <laughs> that just says traditional. <laughs> Um, oh. uh, to be fair, I wear a shirt every day, so um, I love that, that. Yeah, I'm very much a traditional <laughs> person. So uh, for for me, I quite like the traditions. Uh, Chris can't get over that comment. <laughs> um, I tot- I do. I un- I 100% see where you're coming from, and I can see there are certain traditions that for certain couples they just don't work. They're not right for them, but other couples will really appreciate having those traditions there i mean i do agree i I totally agree with the cake cutting because i don't even know what the who started it why it started why how it became a tradition like most traditions going back you can kind of see where they came from you can see the story and why they're there and why people have them but the cake cutting i've never really understood why it's there i've not i can't say i've researched it either but i just don't really know what it's doing there um don't know either i'm just here's an idea <laughs> just just uh, on the and the lines of equality just an, I've, I've not seen this i've not heard of it but just as an idea now obviously one of the big big traditions and which is kind of like unbreakable probably is that the groom is standing at the end of the aisle and the um father of the bride or someone significant to the bride or whatever uh, will then kind of walk them up the aisle to give them away um there is a small feminist part side side of me that feels like that's perhaps a little bit sexist and perhaps they should kind of 
walk up together or maybe the groom should come up the aisle I mean or just they should come in from the sides or something <laughs> at the same time as a kind of like a, a show of equality I'm maybe just talking absolute nonsense but just, just as a random I feel that maybe the whole like giving away thing is a little old fashioned like, yeah absolutely I would love my dad to walk me down the aisle because that's a really special moment but not to give me away he doesn't own you it doesn't, yeah. no, no. I think, it's I just think a bit it's, weird, isn't it? The, the tradition is is a good tradition, because it's, it's quite a nice moment, as you said, Laura, but yeah, it's beautiful. The, the giving away thing, I think, these days, it's not so important. Like, the origins of it uh, don't necessarily work, but the, the tradition still makes sense and is still a nice thing to do, I think. I think that, yeah, the, the expression giving away is, like, it, it's a bit horrible, really. It's, it should mm. be more like... Um, I now trust this person to look after my son or daughter. Or but then that means like we need looking after. Do you know what I mean? It just needs to be like, um, yeah, I don't know, just a sort like a symbol of leaving one family and going to another. Like that's yes. that is what it is, and that's all it needs to be. Yep. Just, just, just as a, an experience for me to see it. But uh, yeah, anything yep. else to add, Jack? I don't think so. I think it's, um, unless Laura's got anything else to say, I think it's a good chance to move on to our quick fire questions. It's time for quick fire questions. Chris, um, I think on this occasion, I think you should go first. Oh, okay. Because I never go first on the quick fire questions. Exactly. So, so I, well, I'm actually quite happy about that because um, you'll see why. Uh, so, Laura, quick fire question number one. Uh, what is your number one tip when hiring a wedding photographer? Um, you, ha- you need to like them. Because on your wedding day, the person that you spend the majority of your time with is your wedding photographer. So if you can't stand to be around them, it's not going to work. Yeah, I, I think that makes perfect sense. So what is your best wedding story? my best I did write this down because I was like well well no I was just going to blurt some random shit out so this summer my one of my best friends got married and she was like will you be my bridesmaid and I was like oh yeah that's amazing of course I will and then like a month later she was like will you also be my photographer and I was like "Mm, right (laughs) I don't know how this works so on her wedding day I was her bridesmaid and her photographer so I had on a bridesmaid dress that was like a full length gown with my massive camera rucksack walking down the aisle with my bouquet and my camera. <laughs> well, I was like running around the church like a like a purple ninja this time because my dress was purple with no black. But I was in lycra because the dress was lycra so I did feel like a ninja. Yeah, I was, I was literally, I was running around like I had a chicken for a holiday but I literally had the best day ever. Like it was amazing. But I was sober, and that doesn't really go hand in hand. So, yeah, it was amazing. That was probably like my best experience as a photographer and a bridesmaid because I just had the best day, and I got to take amazing photos of my best friend on her wedding day. So that moves on, and apparently this is a good one. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, your worst wedding story, Laura? I know, but we had we were chatting before the podcast, right? And like you both have amazing ones. So I thought mine was really good, and now I'm coming in, and I'm feeling a bit insecure about it, but. So, Applehampton, I'm sure you've both worked there plenty of times. I love Applehampton. And 
one of my clients had a dog and I was <laughs> I was like oh I love dogs dogs are great yeah this dog no 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 so the dog was there doing the canopy it's really nice loads of room for it to run around it was great right there's two parts to this story part one so we take the dog off for a walk with the bride so she wants some photos with it and the dog takes a massive steaming shit <laughs> so she doesn't bring a bag with her so she picks it up with kitchen towel and puts her fake fingernails because she had her nails done through the paper towel and <laughs> and into the shit <laughs> <laughs> she then like freaks out and I was like I normally go above and beyond for my clients but on this particular occasion I was like no no <laughs> that's your dog that's your problem <laughs> so she like throws this stuff in the bin and it goes on her dress not a problem though, because said bride has three dresses, so not a problem. She just we just got changed. Um, go into the wedding breakfast. And dog comes in for the food, which I thought was super strange. Like dogs inside around lots of people eating really really loud room. Not not a good recipe. So waitress takes meal the meal over to to the bride and groom's table and the dog bites the waitress straight through the hand like she had to go to hospital and get tablets and then she went back to hospital because she got an infection I, I don't think you've got anything to feel insecure about that story that's horrendous that's wow that had everything yeah but I love dogs at weddings but yeah this did not work <laughs> well uh, that was quite the story so <laughs> we'll move on to what is your number one general wedding planning tip this doesn't have to be about photography it can be about anything at all to do with planning a wedding I would say um, to ask for recommendations don't be afraid to ask for recommendations like I get this all the time and people are like they don't want to bother you too much by asking like do you know a band do you know like somebody that can do the flowers like when you work in the wedding industry you connect with so many people in the industry and you gain a plethora of people that you can recommend that you know will do a really good job so yeah don't be afraid to ask yeah i think if you trust your supplier then you're going to trust that whoever they trust is going to do a good job and normally they can give a, a, an array of options as well yeah yeah which brings us to our final quick fire question which is our random question of the week laura what is the most scared you've ever been in your entire life? Right, oh, I'm gonna let you in on a little, a little secret. I hate flying, so it could just be, it could be a fantastic flight. We could go anywhere in the world. No matter what flight I'm on, I always feel this impending feeling of death, and that is when I am most scared. If I like feel a bit of turbulence, I think we're going down. It is horrendous, and the people around me, I feel really sorry for because I just talk the entire flight. It could be. A two hour flight, it could be a 12 hour flight. I will just nervously ramble at you. And Jack, what's the most scared you've ever been in your life? When Mickey Mouse tripped over or something? <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a scary moment. I wasn't sure he was going to make it. Um, oh, genuinely don't know. Um, I went to, so when I saw uh, the woman in black in London, in the West End, that was terrifying. The, show is, is terrifying um and that was by well i mean it was part of the school trip so i didn't choose to go i kind of had to go um but uh, yeah i genuinely don't put myself in scary situations 
What about you? Um, been in a couple of car crashes. They're not very much fun. Yeah, imagine that's quite scary. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. The one that springs to mind, but it was also the best thing. Uh, I did the second highest bungee jump in the world in New Zealand out of a cable car into a ravine, 143 meter drop. I mean, uh, you literally couldn't pay me enough to do that. It, me too. It's lit. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. It is. It was unreal. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. So, uh, Laura. If people would like to find out more about uh, you and uh, booking you and how you can do Cookie Monster things with them, where would they find out about that sort of stuff? Um, yes, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, my website is uh, Um Yeah, that probably just... If you go on there, you'll see all my work, not just my weddings, but like my adventure stuff as well. Um, yeah. Also read the bio when you like look for photographers. I feel like that says a lot about people, so check out the bio because, yeah, might be you might learn something. Hey, bonus tip for you there, and Jack, if they want to find out how they can have a really boring magician at their wedding. Uh, Thanks, Chris. I'm actually not that boring um, when I'm performing. I'm just boring in real life. Uh, you can go. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can go to www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, The Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. Uh, and Chris, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? That was the perfect opportunity for you to have a dig at me and you resisted the temptation. So well done for being the bigger man. Thank uh, you. My website is chrispiercymagic.co.uk. You can find me on Instagram, chrispiercymagic, or searching for Chris Piercy Magician on Facebook. We'll find my Facebook page. And uh, that this wraps up about everything today. So, Laura, thank you for making the funniest comment we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Thanks very much. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast.